Welcome to the Vici Mundum Show, a ministry of Our Lady of Mount Carmel Catholic Church in Newport News, Virginia. Do the chickens have large talons? What? (laughs) (laughs) Come here, Tina, you fat lord. (laughs) Come eat your food. (laughs) Oh, man. Eat the steak. That was probably one of my favorite times of your pastoral year, Anthony, is when you came over and we just watched Napoleon Dynamite. We had bourbon and we watched Napoleon Dynamite. And we laughed ourselves sick. Yep. It was awesome. And Claire was like, maybe I'll watch this with you. And then she thought better. <laughs> she sat down for five minutes and then got up and left. Yeah. That was, that was one of the most juvenile moments of my pastoral year. It was great. I'm glad it was spent with me. Yes. That's good. Yes. Always. Always. Well, folks, welcome back to another episode of the Vici Mundum Show. Uh, we're excited that you are tuning in with us. And today is is just a great day because we've got a couple people in the studio um, that I'm sharing this small studio space with. One of which you all know and remember, Anthony Ferguson is back in town from Thanksgiving break. Hello. And we are very excited that we got a little bit of time with him. The other person is, uh, he is near and dear to my heart, whether I like it or not, uh, my little brother, Luke Farenholt. Hello. Good so, to be here. Luke is in town for uh, Thanksgiving, visiting his fiance. And, uh, fiance. Fiance. What does a fiance mean? What does that word mean? I don't know. What the, I, I mean, don't know I, what it's I know what it is for, into. but I don't know what it is. <laughs> If anybody from France or whatever. <laughs> Ooh, we, we have it, had listeners from France. Some France? Or maybe like French Canadian. We got friends in France? Yeah, we have a friend Look in... Look at that. Yeah, we have had someone listening in France, so maybe we'll get lucky. That's cool. Might yeah. find an answer. Oh, great news, by the way. Great news. Let's hear it. Sorry, I'm getting sidetracked. Good news. We had our first listen in Vatican City. Well, Pope Francis is on to us. Ladies and gentlemen, Pope Francis is listening. Pope Francis... Had to have been the Pope. Yeah. He's going to announce tomorrow that this is the best podcast. Yeah. Stay tuned, folks. <laughs> it's the most reasonable answer. Infallible. <laughs> That's Infallible right. Infallible judgment. <laughs> Ex cathedra. This is when we need that heresy sound that we were going to have. <laughs> like the, the like slapping a sound. Like Saint, yeah, the button that's like... <laughs> Heresy. Nicholas snapped or sp- smacked the heretic again. <laughs> or the like. Is it Arius? He he punched Arius. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Punched him and then Saint he got Nick excommunicated. Poor Saint Nick. Nice, but he came back. Jolly old Saint Nick punching heretics. <laughs> wow. Well, speaking of Saint Nicholas, that kind of ties in a little oh. bit to our topic today. Wow. So, as I said, uh, my brother Luke is visiting his fiance, and That's Luke, right. how many days you were telling us before the show until? The marriage takes exactly place. three weeks from the date of this recording. Well, uh, I'll be getting married, which is December fifteenth. Actually, right? at this time in three weeks, I will be married. <gasps> wow! Well, it's wow. a big deal. That's awesome. The I will have entered my vocation. Wow, that's a big deal. It Enter is. the Sandman. I don't know. That just came up. That's not quite a vo- that, that that works. He goes to Virginia. Tech, Actually, so oh, that's right. That's Wait, right. never mind. I can't get a, give any disclaimers. I was going to give a... Don't do it. Yeah. Spoiler sneak alert. peek at the wedding reception. Oh, I won't man. say it. We may have to cut this out. Oh, <laughs> gosh. Everyone's going to know. Everyone's going to know that something you didn't say. Something I didn't say is happening. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> when did the Enter the Sandman thing happen with the, the Hokies? You know, I don't know when that started. What it, is that? It couldn't have been prior to Metallica's, um, you know, creation, but... It didn't happen before the song was written. Yeah. We know that. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> we know that much. <laughs> no, we whenever the true. song was written, not sure, but it's been uh, happening. That's the song they play at their football games, right? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a student at Virginia Tech for 
all of those listeners who don't know. And before every football game, they blast Inner Sandman in the stadium, and the whole student body starts jumping. Yes. School usually registers an earthquake nearby. Nice. So wow. When you get 60, nice. I think 66,000 is what the stadium holds. Wow. I could be wrong on that. So and they all quote. start jumping at the same time? Yeah. Wow. Ghost dealers. It's an experience. Uh, Ghost dealers. So, uh, three weeks. Three weeks. Three Three weeks weeks from now. That's right. And then, uh, Anthony also is about to enter into vocation, God willing, right? Yes. And how many days you calculated this off? Oh, gosh. I I have a little countdown on my my laptop every time I'm feeling like it's going to take forever. And (laughs) it still feels like forever when I look at the countdown, but it's like something like 170 some days now. Until you become a deacon. Yes. May 18th is the day. So that is very exciting. God willing. But more like more immediately in the future is uh, something called candidacy, which uh, is when I'll officially become a candidate for for holy orders. And that is on December the 16th, so that's much closer. Oh, that's very soon. Yeah, that's coming up. That's the day after Luke gets married. Yeah, Yeah, I'm going to go straight from the wedding to my candidacy mass. It's going to be crazy. That is fantastic. I can't stay up late at your wedding, sorry. Man, that's that's okay. We'll have fun with or without you. But yeah, it'll be a a vocational weekend. Yeah, that is great. That's That's exciting. So we figured what better time to talk about this, going back to the St. Nick reference, than Advent. So we are at the dawn of Advent. When this podcast comes out, God willing, will be uh, the Friday right before the first week in Advent. And Advent is a time of preparation, um, which is what both Anthony and Luke are in. So I figured we might talk just a little bit about um, how uh, the liturgical life is, is experienced within our own lives on different parts of our lives. So I guess to get us started, what's it like being three weeks out from your vocation? How do you feel, Luke? Man, it's uh, it's all starting to become real, I guess. Um, I don't know. The realization that I'm about to step into essentially the rest of my life in three weeks is a, it's a pretty big deal, and it's something I've been thinking about a lot lately. Um, you know, and each day kind of thinking about it a little bit more. So it's it's just generally exciting. Um you know, a lot of a lot of preparation has gone into it, and and as those days tick down, more and more preparation is going in. So, um, right now, I don't really know how to explain it other than that I'm really excited to step into that that new life, so to speak. Yeah, mm. I think that's uh, that's pretty common. And uh, well, it's it's perfect imagery, I think, just for Advent because as we wait for Christmas, there's that that expectancy that continues to build you know like like when you're getting married there's okay we got to get wedding invitations there's kind of the stress of figuring out all the details then it gets closer and closer and you guys are like oh man it's right there everything's done yeah now we're just waiting you know and it's like i feel like that's kind of what we do in advent it's like okay we are we're gonna get started everyone start getting their christmas trees you know start putting up all the decorations and you start working out the logistics and then as it gets closer and closer, it's like this is this is becoming much more real. The joyful mm-hmm. anticipation. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah I mean, I, when you propose this podcast that me and Luke talk about us both waiting, kind of knowing what God wants from us, but also that weird waiting period, like the, the already but not yet, I did not connect it with Advent. And I ah. think it's just a great, 
great timing. Cause I mean, Advent is all about that. Like, yes, we're, we're waiting for the birth of Christ to celebrate again, like that, that Jesus came to dwell among us and that like the, the word became flesh on, on March 25th. And here he is come showing up on December 25th, you know? And, yeah. um, that's beautiful. But even beyond that, Advent is also about waiting for Christ's second coming and like looking ahead to the eschatological like reality of just everything's summing up. And so like our vocations are related to that. Mm-hmm. Our vocations mm-hmm. are not just for here and now they're, they're like preparing us. Like what, what are we going to be like with God forever in heaven? You know, like how are we going to love so that we can love God forever? How are we going to love now so that we can love God forever in heaven in, in the new heavens mm-hmm. and in new earth? So vocation and advent are, I never put, put that together. So thank you. That's, that's a really cool thing for me to reflect on in my prayer entering into advent so yeah it's a well and i think that there's i think it's easy for us to get uh to kind of forget the beauty of of the waiting the joyful waiting yeah you know because we get focused on what's about to come and so it's very easy to be like oh man i just i just want christmas to be here you know i just want the marriage to be here the ordination to be here but there are awesome things that happen in the waiting and honestly a lot of if you think about even just in terms of Christ's time on earth, there were 33 years where he's basically, well, 30 hidden years where he's kind of waiting for that time where he can go out and do public ministry. We know nothing about, but most of his time on earth was silent and waiting. Mm -hmm. A lot of the Christian walk, I think, is waiting, you know? And I think we have a tendency to to try and jump ahead sometimes to like, I just want to be there. I want to arrive. I want to be at the end. Um, So... I'm curious to hear all's thoughts. What are some of the the challenges of of waiting? Mm-hmm. There's a lot. I mean, it's it like you said, you're you're really excited, so you kind of want to jump to that that end point, that final goal. You know, like the finish line. It almost feels like of stepping into that vocation. I mean, it's more of like a beginning line than a finish line, really. Yeah. But um, mm. but yeah, I think I don't know. There's there's a reason we wait. There's a reason God has us prepare um, before we step into something uh, that that really is the rest of our lives. That's that's answering His call uh, for us to grow closer to Him for the rest of our lives. Um, and I think you kind of learn during that waiting period the reasons for the wait. Um, you know, whether that's stuff in your own personal life that you kind of need to to let go of or to sort out before. Um, before you can really grow in that relationship with Christ or before he thinks you're ready to step into that vocation. Um, and, you know, maybe it's relationships with others. Um, maybe it's your prayer life. It, there's, there's a lot of things you kind of sort out in that waiting period sort of helps you, um, helps you discern uh, before you step into that. And I know just from my year-long engagement already, I've, I've grown a lot and I, I think when I got engaged, I was I was saying, man, I wish I could just get married tomorrow, you know. But, yeah. Uh, I'm thankful now for that year-long engagement. Um, and in these next three weeks, I know I'll probably even grow some more. So Absolutely. the preparation is worth it. Yeah. Yeah, I guess for me preparing for ordination this year, I look at every day and every week and every <clears throat> month as, like, precious. Hmm. Because, like, well, I mean – I've been, I've been in formation now for like, this is my fifth year. So it's like, I'm kind of soaking in all of the time that I do have, which is, it doesn't seem like enough. 
it doesn't seem like enough. Like it, it seems so long when you start, but then when it comes down to the wire and you're like, wait, ordination is just around the corner. It's like, has this been enough? So I'm like really trying to, to look at every, every day that I have as precious as an opportunity to let God do more in my heart, you know, because there's always more for him to do. We're never finished, you know, like that, that's kind of the lie that we have to throw off every day is that, that there's some mysterious plateau that we can achieve, Mm -hmm. right? That there's this little, this like mysterious place where we can get to so that we can be okay. And then we don't have to go anywhere else. It's like, if we do that, we're going to start backsliding real quick. There's no place for us to rest. You know, foxes have holes and birds have nests, but the son of man has nowhere to rest his head. If Jesus couldn't sit around and rest on his laurels, then who are we to think that we could just like (laughs) get to some like finish line. I like that image. Like get to this like imaginary finish line. And it's like, Oh now. Okay, cool. Now things are all in in line. I can kind of just hang out. No, that's like it's just the, the beginning. The well, game is I started. I love that that you said that that like the finish line is really the beginning. And mm-hmm. I mean, same thing. It's vocation, but I think often in many parts of life, like like uh, we've we have four children, so we've gone through this advent of waiting for a child four times. But every time, it's like, oh, finally we had the baby, and then it's like, oh snap, this just got real. Yeah, like <laughs> this is a new starting line of intensity. Nine yeah. months of waiting, and then, yeah, and then a then lifetime. <laughs> exactly, then a lifetime of a child. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, I mean, I, I love that because it is like there are there are the many advents all through many M I N I and the many M A N Y advents all through our lives that we experience. But you're right, Anthony. I think oftentimes we're like, okay, once I hit this point, everything's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. But that's never the case. Once it? I well, get the job, once I get yeah. the thing, whatever that is. Once I get that Christmas gift I'm looking for, you know, then 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 it'll be awesome. Then I'll be like totally fine. It's like no, you just got to keep moving closer to the Lord, or you're going to be moving away from Him. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was just going to say. Is that we can definitely get into that with Christmas too. You know, everyone's super excited during Advent, and it's like Christmas is finally here. Yeah. Everything's been answered. Yeah, it's Christmas, and then it's like, all right. 364 days until the next Christmas. Right. Let's go, right? <laughs> Just wait. But, yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. true. So it's I mean, it, it's it's really the beginning. You know, even Christmas, that advent, you know, stepping in, we're we're getting a glimpse into, you know, we're celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ, which is the beginning. Um kind of the beginning of his life on earth. And and so Christmas is just it's just the beginning. And after that, we're we're preparing even more and preparing for our heavenly finality, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's the the journey all through life that 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 is that's the end. That's when that's when rest happens, you know. And I think it's uh, we can't deceive ourselves that the, that at some point on this in this life we're going to find that eternal Christmas. You know, it's just because Christmas is beautiful. It's that little taste of of heaven. Like mm-hmm. here's here's all these gifts that we don't deserve. Here's these happy faces. Here's extra cinnamon rolls that normally you can't eat. Because your wife won't let you. <laughs> um, but shout out to Claire. Thanks for the cinnamon rolls, Claire. They are good cinnamon rolls, I'm sure. They're very good cinnamon rolls. <laughs> Never uh, tasted them, but I guarantee they're delicious. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, you know, it's like that. It's it's those little tastes. And I think that it's such a gift from our Lord that throughout the advent um, of our lifetime that we get Christmases. Like, there are those moments, you know, at your ordination, Anthony, no doubt that's going to be like a Christmas. You know, when you experience God in this wonderful way, um, in your vocation, and Luke, the same thing, in that moment of vocation, it's like, 
oh my gosh, I've become somebody new. I've become a sacramental being through marriage, through ordination. Uh, and now there's this, this moment of, of rest and joy. But it's always there to prepare you for what comes after, I think. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I mean, both Luke and I are preparing to enter into like a new kind of relationship. Like, Luke, you're, you're going to enter into a brand new relationship with Molly that just doesn't exist right now. Like right. it's a brand new type of relationship and, and there's something about waiting until your wedding day to experience that new relationship. That's beautiful. And it's like, it can't be that until that day, you know? And the same thing with my ordination, like I'm going to have a different relationship with God and his church at the moment of ordination. Like when the, when the Bishop lays his hands on my head and when my face hits the marble, there's just going to be a different relationship that I am experiencing that, that I have to wait for. There's no way to have that without waiting for it. Um, and yeah, I don't know. There's just something like beautiful about like anticipating that hmm. the anticipation. Yeah. And, and if we, if we're not willing to anticipate and like hold off and wait for that beautiful moment, then like, we're not going to be able to keep that relationship going after the moment. You know, it's all about the relationship ultimately. Mm. The Can relation- you say some more about how do you embrace that anticipation? The anticipation. Well, um, we don't listen to Christmas music until Christmas. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I can't do that. Come on. That's a bold claim. I, they yeah. don't have Advent music. Come on. They Anthony. totally have Advent music. It's just not on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> Just talk to Heber Dunkel. I'm sure he can hook you up. <laughs> That's true. Or, or Johanna. Yeah, they probably have some stuff. So um, anticipation. How do you embrace the anticipation? Yeah, because it's hard. I mean, when you have this joyful thing looming in the distance, mm-hmm. how do you how do you embrace like, okay, we've got we've got to wait, you know, and there's joy, there's struggle, there's everything in that. What what do you how do we embrace that? How do we live into that? What is that? Why, I guess. <sighs> Why well, not just sit around and wait? Well, I think what are you waiting for? Is the question? What are you waiting for? Are are you trying to place your hopes in like this? Like, I am who I am by the grace of God right now, and I'm not like I'm still going to be Anthony on ordination day. Hmm. There will be something new about me, and it'll be a beautiful gift from the Lord. But my relationship with the Lord is right now as well, Hmm. and so like I think embracing the anticipation is recognizing that grace is available right now, that God is here with us in this room right now, and that we don't have to like just postpone being with him. Hmm. You know? Yeah. Is that, is that, no, I think that's it. Yeah, no, it just made me, I, I like he said, you missed the right now because there, God is calling us to sanctity and relationship with him right now. Yeah. You know, and uh, I think we think that at some point, there's going to be this big moment, you know, whether it's in uh, like, I, I just can't wait to be married. And I remember being engaged. I can't wait to be married. All these wonderful things are going to happen in life. Mm-hmm. And then spoiler alert, you get married and it's like, yeah, there are wonderful things, but a lot of life is kind of the same as it was. Mm, right. I mean, there's, there's key distinctions, but a lot of it is like, okay, I still have the routine. Yeah. There's somebody living in my house now with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and she makes lunch for me, which is <laughs> awesome. But, uh, but it's like, I, I'm still going to wake up. I still have the same things that I like. You know, I still have the same desires every day. Um, I still have the same job. I have the same, you know, different things that happen. Uh, and so there's not this like, 
Well, in some regards, yeah, there is a very big distinction and difference. There's also a lot of things about yourself that still feels very much the same. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think if if we put all our hope in everything all of a sudden becoming completely different the moment we enter into that Christmas, quote unquote, of our life, then uh, we're, we're kind of left wanting at the end. Don't you think? Yeah, because, I mean, yeah, the I don't know. Jesus talks a lot about watchfulness in the Gospels. And how, mm. like, watch. Why? I mean, we're going to hear about over Advent. It's, yeah. it's that watchfulness, that waiting, like that anticipation. Like the virgins that are, like, supposed to, you know, be watchful throughout the night and have their oil ready. You know, be ready. And and if you're not anticipating, if you're not embracing the waiting, then when it finally does happen, you're not going to be ready. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. When it finally does happen. So, like, Luke and I are waiting anxiously for for that new that that coming of the lord in, in a beautiful way in, in the sacraments that we'll receive but if we're not waiting well hmm. then we're not going to be ready when the day comes hmm. yeah that kind of reminds me of what you were saying earlier about how like you know at first it's like man when can this just get here like i'm so ready like for me the day after i got engaged like i'm ready to be married um and like you said as it gets closer you start questioning like you know am i prepared for this am i ready for this do i need more time um you know I, and i think god gives us that time to ask those questions and mm-hmm. and he gives us exactly how much time we need too um and so you really start to to just think about that preparation and what what exactly it means. Um, and then I think it just, it kind of teaches you patience overall and then how to approach the rest of those advents in your life. Um, mm. And obviously I'm not married yet, so I don't know what those are going to look like. Right. But I think this, this vocational advent per se, um, it's kind of helped me so far to prepare for the rest of those advents in my life. The, the, ongoing Christmases, um, yeah. you know, the, the continual waiting game and the realization that, that our entire life is aimed at heaven. That's the final goal. Um, and until then, be watchful. Well, you mm-hmm. know, I, I like that you... Stay awake. That's Stay right. Awake. I like that you brought up patience also. Yeah. Um, Tina Wandersee, who's often featured on the, uh, the show, um, one day you'll be a host, Tina... I'm working on her. We'll see what happens. Insert uh, Tina laugh here. Exactly. <laughs> we'll see if we can find a, a track and just insert it in the background. Um, <laughs> good luck, Anthony, editing that in. Uh, but she told me once, she said, uh, you know, um, practicing patience is not the same as managing impatience. So patience is not managed impatience. Virtue is not managed vice. You oh, know? wow. There's and there's there's definitely a lot to chew on, um, and of course, in Tina fashion, she said that and then moved on. It's like, well, I'm gonna have to think about that for a so while. So you mean uh, xing off the days of my calendar and and filling every single day with as many busy things to keep me occupied? Is, that's not practicing <laughs> patience. Wait. What? What are you talking about? <laughs> Who am I to judge, Luke? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I think there is something there that like that practicing virtue is. Uh, is like practicing patience is not just like, okay, how do I, I really want this to happen. I really want to get married, really want to be ordained, really can't wait for Christmas. So I'm just, I mean, what you said is perfect. I'm just going to fill my days with stuff until it gets here because you miss that opportunity for growth. 
you know, and it, and I think right. what'll happen is like once it comes, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm not. It's going to be here so soon. I can't believe that it's here so soon. My my life was so busy, and I feel like it's not as special because mm. there wasn't that preparation. You experienced that, yeah. And well, I mean, in the Advent season before Christmas, I think is so much like that today mm. too. Where I mean, you've got like the things in the wall where you you pull down every day. It's like, oh, we're one day closer to Christmas. Let's you go. Chocolate. And, uh, yeah, yeah. I remember as <laughs> as a kid, you know, I was hoping that those those four weeks just went by as quick as possible so oh, we could get to yeah. Christmas, right? Um, no, but I think uh, the, the the preparation to enter my vocation and just the the upcoming Advent season um, has really made me think a lot more about uh, using that time and that preparation to, to let God into my heart um, and to understand what it is that He's, he's calling me to do. Um, and I think this Advent season is a, a perfect time to do that. And, and for me, coincidentally, it lines up with being about to get married. So that's pretty awesome. I got two preparations in one. You got all uh, sorts of Christmases. Yeah, that's right. A lot of Christmases. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. This is a, a just a, a big practice of patience for me and, and learning the difference, like you said, of, of managing impatience versus actually practicing true patience. Mm. Would you mind sharing some of your revelations of that? Oh, of gosh. Practicing patience? Practicing patience. Yeah. Well, I mean, I... That's come in just building a relationship with Molly. Um, I think both of us, like I said, we've been engaged uh, a little over a year, about a year and a month now. Um, and we've both grown a whole lot in that time. Hmm. And I think, like I said earlier, I think as soon as we got engaged, we both thought we were ready to go on and, and get married and start our lives, have a bunch of kids. <laughs> uh, but I think over the, the course of the past year, you know, we've both realized that um, – We've had we've we've grown a lot and we've had a lot of growing to do, um, and I, I think one of the biggest revelations is just realizing that you kind of have to die to yourself a little bit, hmm. um, you know, maybe more than a little bit, maybe all the way. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I, I got three weeks still to unless figure out you, how to die to the rest of myself. But um, <laughs> unless you deny yourself, sort of, and sort of, pretty much, part of right? your cross, <laughs> then and you might be my disciple. Halfway sort of. follow him, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. No, so, yeah, that's, that, awesome. that's been the biggest thing for me is just um learning how to learning how to die to myself and 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 completely give myself to another person. Hmm. Uh because you know, I've been one thing uh, uh that was really cool that a priest told me um recently sort of like a spiritual director, he said, "Get a copy of your wedding vows and just meditate on those. Hmm. Like, get a copy of the Catholic oh, wedding like vows that. and just pray with them." Um and that was I think that was earlier this summer and that's Really, when I just first started thinking about the sacramentality of marriage, um, you know, what, what is it that I'm about to enter? And, and praying with those wedding vows kind of changed the game for me a little bit in that, that preparation, that waiting game. It's like, I'm not just doing this to, to get married and, and have a co-partner, you know, for the rest of my yeah. life, just to not be lonely. This is, Make some this is so Christmas much cards. more than that. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> that's so funny, Luke, because that's exactly what my spiritual director did with the rite of ordination to the diaconate. He's like, go, go pray over the rite. Go pray over the prayers. Wow. Just to kind of – because this is not about our individual experience. I think sometimes – like sometimes when – like today like married couples and like people they're like oh this is our day it's like well no it's not i mean it's your day but it's also all of our day it's the church's day it's the lord's day and so rooting ourselves in the liturgy and like realizing that like 
we're entering into something bigger than ourselves that's beyond ourselves is beautiful. And it's mm-hmm. like you're you're taking on something within the, the whole body of the church and you're thinking like the church. Like that's indispensable to part of the waiting. Like you're, you you have to put on the mind of Christ and that takes time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it yeah, and, and virtue um is is built upon virtue. And so if it's not being practiced beforehand, when you enter into that vocation, and you have not practiced patience. You have not practiced uh, um, prudence and, yeah. and fortitude. And then all of a sudden, it's demanded of you in huge ways when you enter that vocation. If you Could haven't be practiced it beforehand, holy smokes, does it get hard. Yeah. You know? I think, right. I think that's a huge piece of it, too, is that here's the opportunity. You know what's in front of you. Meditate on those vows. Gosh, that's awesome advice. Yeah. I would have loved to have had yeah. that. That's beautiful. Let I me see it. if I can remember. When they give you the book of the Gospels, it's something like... Receive the gospel of the Lord, believe what you read, teach what you believe, and practice what you teach. Hmm. Something like that. Oh, I love it. Isn't that awesome? That is awesome. It's like, dude, yes, let's do this. <laughs> I can't wait, but I will. Another, <laughs> I will wait. <laughs> another thing that came, up, came to mind while we were talking is that I think another benefit of waiting is that it, it, it is an act of humility – that you don't know what the heck you're getting yourself into. Mm, yeah. So like if we're like, I can't wait to get married. I can't wait to be ordained. I'm going to do this, 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 and this is totally how it's going to go. Like, no. It's like, awfully presumptuous. Isn't that presumptuous? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, the waiting is like, I'm going to be humble because I'm going to let God help me in this because I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what this new life is going to hold ultimately, you know, there's, there's like, there's this uncertainty and this, like, uh, this adventure element to it that you have to like Frodo Baggins. All right. I'm going to draw it yeah, back to order. Lord so of the like, Rings. if you, re- so if you watch the movies, like Frodo is like on his adventure in like five seconds and it's like, well, that happened fast. But if you read yeah. the book, if you read the book, Frodo takes his time. He does. He takes so long to. It's like Frodo. Don't you realize that you have the Ring of Power and you got to go get that thing destroyed? What are you waiting around for? Yeah, they're what like you, they're in Rivendell for like a year, aren't they? Yeah, before it's he like, decides. Yeah. I mean, obviously for the movie purposes, it's got to like you know go a little bit faster. But in the book, like you really see the the the, the sense of like providential timing at mm. work because Frodo didn't say like, I'm going to spend this amount of time exactly. And then I'm going to go destroy the ring. Like there was kind of this element of just letting things happen the way they were supposed to happen beyond what he could control beyond what he could understand. And so like, that's kind of how we find ourselves in life. Like Jesus came when he did, he was born in a manger in the way that he was in the place that he was at the time he was in a way that we don't understand. Yeah. And, and like all of humanity, all of time, the whole old Testament tradition was waiting for him and it didn't know when or how he would show up. Mm. But, but the waiting was worth it because when it finally did happen, it happened in the most beautifully, radically amazing way that we could have never expected. And like suddenly you have this like poor little holy family in a manger with like shepherds coming out of the woodwork and like kings showing up. And it's just like, who is this? Yeah. What child is this? And, and it like, it's like, ding, 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 you've been waiting for me. Here I am. So, I mean, I can only imagine that that's kind of what it's like when you just let God do his thing and then finally the day will come and everything will happen the way it will was supposed to, but we won't really expect it. Like it'll be different than what yeah. we're expecting. It, but you know, I think that gives us just a little insight into our God. Also what, what you were just saying is that, um, 
it it appears anyway in reading scripture that, that there is this like that the Lord loves for us to long for him. You know, Absolutely. and the Psalms are all about it. And then the whole Old Testament with all these kings coming and these different prophets, there's a sense of like growing longing. It's like, please, Lord, you know, come rescue your people, rescue your people. You know, even in Exodus with Moses, Lord, deliver us, deliver us, get us out of here. And there's always this this waiting period that's filled with longing. In the desert. In the desert, like, yeah. Just waiting and painfully waiting. Oh, oh yeah. God, like just get us where we need to go. And, yeah. But they're not ready. They're not ready. Right. <laughs> yeah, that, that's so true. That's something else, you know, I was thinking about going into this is is even our, our Advent season before Christmas is not just a time of celebration, you know, mm. before Christmas. It's not like a bunch of pre-Christmas parties. <laughs> it's actually, you know, we're, we're called to, to fast and to, mm. um, yeah. to pray and to suffer and to prepare our hearts actually for the coming of Christ. And I think it's, it's kind of the same way for entering our vocation um, and, mm. and for the many other Advents we have in our lives is it's really a time for us to not just to, to party it up and, you know, we set a date, let's go. It's, it's really, you have that time now to, to humble your heart, to prepare your heart, um, to ask God to come into your heart and help you grow in virtue and, and help you grow in the ways that you don't even realize you need to grow. Yeah. Um, and that really just comes from fasting and prayer and, and, and penance. And, and that's, I think that's the best way that we can prepare our hearts to yeah. enter into that point. Amen, brother. Amen. Well, Austin's brother. <laughs> I, I feel the nameless of, little brother. <laughs> Luke, I, I feel outnumbered today, by the way. I'm it's, like surrounded you're in by Fahrenholtz. man. That's how we roll. All these Fahrenholtz. There are lots of Fahrenholtz. How many Fahrenholtz are there? Well, we are like one, two of 50. We are pancakes, legion. Uh, on... On yeah, basically, yeah, but we're not. Demons. Is it fifty? Well, it, it, it's about fifty. There's uh, a couple handfuls of great grandkids yeah, now too. There's some. Yeah, there's a, a good number of great grandkids too. So I don't think Luke and I have met all of our cousins. Shout out to our cousins who we haven't met, and those we have. Have we? Maybe we have. I might have. I, I, I don't know. So. Do they like listen to this? Maybe not. There who might knows? be a couple. That I don't I even met. know. There's so many of us. Then what we're, about the Swedish guy? Yeah. Well, he's still listening. Well, we don't know if it's a guy. It could be a girl. Oh, that's right. I'm someone, sorry. Someone is in Sweden <laughs> listening to our podcast very well. You know, and I, please email us because – Swedish person. So I think <laughs> – so I was thinking about this. What if somebody has like a, a proxy or something? That's exactly – I think I shattered Austin's hopes and dreams earlier when no, I said it could just be someone a, using a VPN or something. Like, no, no. Yeah, like what if somebody has Like they're sitting right here in Newport News, Guys, but look, their web address is Sweden. Maybe it's All Father right. John David. <laughs> <laughs> We're yeah. laughing. He's just being extra careful on the internet. Okay? <laughs> We're laughing because he doesn't listen to this. <laughs> yes, he does. I know. Come I'm on. kidding. I can say well, that because I'm just a visitor. It, yeah, you can say whatever you want, can't you? <laughs> You're no longer on pastoral year. You can't get fired. Oh, man. I can't yeah, get fired. We well, I can get out. kicked out of seminary. But That's true. Well, yeah, well, then you'll have a lot more Advent. Can I just say We're also, out of time, but well, say what you want to say. Can I say one thing? Yeah. Mount Carmel, peop, good people of Our Lady of Mount Carmel, I miss you. Mm. And I love you. And I've been praying for you. So, uh, yeah. Hopefully I'll see you around. Oh, you will. But you gotta wait. (laughs) Enter the Advent. Enter Sandman. That's right. All right, well... Thank you all for tuning in, Luke. Thanks, thanks for so having much for me. being here, man. It's great. I, well, you're my brother, so we talk all the time. But it's always awesome. it's nice to finally have one of our conversations recorded. Yeah, now wow. We can listen to it for forever. <laughs> Look at that. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. We'll go home and show our parents. <laughs> Look what we did, mom and dad. 
<laughs> Will you put it on the refrigerator? <laughs> well, that's hard. It's an audio file. <laughs> Sorry, kids. All right, so remember to uh, share this if you found it helpful. Um, a very easy way to evangelize is just send this link to family and friends. This can only spread as far as you, our lovely listeners, will help us spread it. So please uh, do share it on your social media outlets. We need your help. Email us if you'd like to, <laughs> vichimundum1633 at gmail.com. We do have uh, – some people have emailed us um, and had some topic requests, which if you're listening, we are – we have plans to get to some of those. So, Dude, fancy. Yeah, very exciting. So um, until next time, Our Lady of Mount Carmel, pray, pray for, for us. us. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the presenters alone and do not necessarily reflect the views of Our Lady of Mount Carmel Catholic Church in Newport News, Virginia, or the Catholic Diocese of Richmond. This podcast is presented to you by individuals who are not all necessarily experts in the field of discussion, but are answering the call of the new evangelization and sharing their love of Christ with you. God bless you.